Glory to God. We have a reason to rejoice this morning. Amen. Jesus is alive. And we read the book. In the end, we win. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to be in the book of Genesis this morning. Chapter 1. I want to preach a sermon I've entitled, The Voice of God this morning. Amen. The Voice of the voice of God, amen. And God has a way of dealing with humanity. And that way is, he always speaks to humanity. So this morning, the title of my sermon is The Voice of God, because God does have a voice this morning. Amen. And as you read the word of God... You will come across the phrase that says, God said. And what that means to you and I is that God has a voice. People, oftentimes when you tell people well, God spoke to me, they say, come on. And they look at you like you're crazy. But that's because they don't know the word of God. The Bible says God has a voice. And throughout time and eternity, God has spoken to humanity. That's how God deals with us. He speaks. And so you'll see the phrase in the Bible, God said. Which means that God has a voice. Now maybe you didn't know this this morning. This might be a revelation to you, but God is bilingual. <laughs> in other words, He speaks every language that there is. Because God speaks to every heart and every life. And the reason that He does this is he wants to, do, to direct you and I into the will of God. See, without God, you and I would not know how to serve or to do the will of God unless he speaks to us. So God is bilingual. He has a heavenly language and he has an earthly language. Because he speaks to angels, isn't that right? The Bible says he commands angels. So he speaks a heavenly voice, but he also speaks to humanity, you and I this morning. So God is able to speak and direct us. And history tells us that God is always trying to direct us into the will of God. So I want to use one verse of scripture this morning to launch us to what I believe God wants to speak to us this morning. God has a voice. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 28. <clears throat> and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And so here in the very beginning of creation, the Bible says that God said, or God spoke, amen, to humanity. This is God's design way of talking or communicating with his creation. Amen. Listen, we don't need uh, some extraterrestrial. Uh, you know, people believe in, 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 uh, in UFOs today and all of this insanity. No, no, no. Listen, uh, listen, you got more faith than me if you believe in UFOs. Amen. I believe in a God because I've heard him speak to me. And the Bible declares that over and over again. 
I want to share a few scriptures with you that have this phrase that establishes what I'm saying this morning. Genesis chapter 3 verse 13. It says, And the Lord God said to the woman, God speaking, God has a voice. Amen. Genesis 9, 17. And God said to Noah. Here's God speaking again. When you tell people that God spoke to me, they think you're crazy because they don't know the word of God. They don't know how God functions. God said. We read again in uh, Genesis 17, 9. And God said to Abraham, God has a voice. God talks to humanity to direct them. And again, Genesis 35, 11, and God said to Jacob. And so the Bible establishes very clearly that God is a God who speaks to his people. Hallelujah. He speaks to humanity. He has a voice. And so we know that God is always speaking to humanity. And the purpose is, listen, to direct us into his blessing. Many people don't want to come to church because they say, if I go to church, then I can't have no more fun. Mm. Oh. Come on now. That, that used to be my philosophy. Mm -hmm. If I go to church, I can't have no more fun. Oh, you mean if you don't go to church, you can't get drunk and throw up in the toilet, amen? That's fun. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, God is trying to direct you into blessing. Yes, Lord. Right? Because we don't naturally seek blessing because we, are, we have a fallen nature. So here's God speaking to humanity for the purpose of guiding you I into the place where he can bless us. Because all blessing comes from God this morning. Amen. So he spoke things to, to, to redirect our lives. And uh, see, God speaks to us. But see, that's God's part. How many know we have a part to play? Amen. And we see that in Exodus chapter 19, verse 55. This is God speaking uh, through Moses. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice, indeed, and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. So here's God saying, I have a voice, I'm speaking to you, but your part is, you're going to have to obey my voice. Yes. I mean, oh, that's where humanity has problems, amen? Yes. Oh, come on out this morning, you know, uh, when you were young and growing up, uh, your mother said, I don't want you to touch that. And what did we do? We touched it. So we got a problem with that. So here's God speaking to us, and he's directing us. He said, listen, my voice is true and is faithful, but it's only going to benefit you if you obey my voice. This is the will of God this morning. And you and I, listen, we're seated here this morning because we heard the voice of God. People say, why would you go to church this morning? What God was telling me to go. They say, are you crazy? No, 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 no. God has a voice. God has a voice and he directs us to a place where he can bless us. Amen. See, I never understood that going to church could bless me. I thought that was robbing my time. I could be doing something important, right? So I could be doing something fun, but God wants me to go to church. He was directing me into blessing. Amen. 
So I want to consider with you, amen, that God wants to speak to us about this wilderness that you and I live in. I, I'm describing today's social environment as a wilderness. Amen. Wilderness means an uncultivated region or a place not fit for pasture. Wilderness in the Bible means a deserted place. This word wilderness uh, talks about a place where nothing has been kept, nothing is fruitful, nothing is growing. And as we look at our society today, how many understand there's not a whole lot growing in society? Amen. Amen. It's, it's, a, it's a spiritual wilderness today that we live in. Hallelujah. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 23 they talking to John the Baptist. They say, who are you? He says, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. And so this morning I'm saying to you that what you and I are experiencing is not new. I mean, no Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. It's all been done before. And John is saying in his generation, my voice is the voice of someone who's crying into a social wilderness. In John's day, they'd abandoned God, they'd put aside the things of God, they'd given themselves all types of sinful uh, acts, they had negated the word of God, and that will always produce a wilderness. In my life, before I gave my life to Jesus, I had a, I had a wilderness inside of me. Things weren't growing, there was nothing prospering, because when you don't obey God, you cannot have a fruitful soul or spirit. So what happens in the social wilderness is that there's darkness. And darkness is a very interesting thing, because how many know in the dark, your mind starts running? Amen. Amen. I remember one of the games we played as kids, uh, uh, we would... Uh, you have to go down in the basement. Now, this is your basement, but you, you know it. You go down there and say, okay, and now we, they turn off the light and close the door. Now, you've been down in that basement a hundred times, right? You know what's down there, but when the light's out, you're, hey, some stuff down there with you, right? Hey, something begins to stress you. Because darkness can make you make bad decisions. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 44. And whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Now I want you to understand this morning, the devil's primary strategy is to get people into darkness because when they're in darkness, their minds run everywhere to everything and they make bad decisions. And so the devil's strategy is to bring a darkness onto society. This is accomplished by blocking out the light. I have a news article that says the Davis School District took the uh, parents' objection seriously, placing the Bible under review. This week, the district officially decided to remove the religious text from the elementary and middle school libraries 
for containing vulgarity and violence. They have banned the Bible. Say, we don't want our young people seeing that stuff. And the whole strategy is, is we want to keep them in darkness. Because if we can keep them in darkness, we can maneuver them anywhere we want them to go. But if the light shines through, uh, they're going to begin to see truth. And so we're going to ban the Bible. How many know the Bible was the first book that was used in schools? That was used to teach and instruct and uh, to, to learn, amen, at a young age. I remember when I was school, the, the Bible was there. It was very rarely used, even though I was, you know, that was in the uh, early 60s. But then they got rid of it altogether, and now they're banning it. It's an illegal book. This is designed to bring darkness in our society. Now, the library is filled with books full of perversion, and that's okay. But we don't want the Bible in there. We don't want that light shining in the darkness. And John is saying, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. I am the light that God is sending to my generation. This generation is living in darkness just like John's generation. And the answer, friend, is always light. Amen. The answer is not a new government. I mean, the problem with government is, is people are corrupt. Amen. You can, you can elect anybody you want to elect, but if they're corrupt, hey, you, you got corruption. So we need God. We need light. There's a generation that you and I are part of, and, and, and the tragedy is they're growing up in darkness. They have a listen. God told Jeremiah, I saw you in your mother's womb. I've called you of, of ordained job. You know, God, God is a destiny for every one of us when we come out of our mother's womb. Amen. It's not a destiny to be an alcoholic or drug addict or whatever. That's not our destiny. Darkness produces that. But God's destiny is that we would have a blessed life. But see, darkness can permeate and infect an entire society. And that's what we're wrestling with right now. But it's not new. The wilderness goes from generation to generation. Genesis chapter 19 verse 4. But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, surrounded the house, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. Now, if you know the word of God, you know what was happening here. Two angels had come down to visit the city of Pittsburgh. No, I mean Sodom. Hallelujah. Guys, I want to see what's going on down there. And as these people see these men come in, Lot says to them, listen, you can't stay out here. Come stay at my house. Lot convinces them to stay at his house. And right before they go to lay down to go to bed, the Bible says all the men of Sodom, old and young, surround the house, saying, send them out to us that we may know them. Now, if you know what the Bible means by that, you know what the Bible means by that. It wasn't good. But what I want us to see is it says from the old to the young. Darkness had engulfed Sodom and permeated all of society. And the outflow of that is an unrighteous society given to all types of ungodly things. This, beloved, is where you and I are located in the year 2023. 
The devil has always tried to eliminate God's voice from society. This is how he works. Because God's voice produces light. Is that what it said in the beginning? In the beginning, God said, is that voice. Let there be light. There was light. And so the, the enemy knows that he has to silence the voice of God to keep darkness flowing in a society. And as long as it's dark, who really knows what is right and wrong? Isn't that the mantra today? Say, well, if I think I'm this, then that's what I am. If I, if I think I'm that, that's what I am. No, 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 no. I mean, no, God is creator. And he has determined what is and is not. He, he separates the light from the dark. And so the enemy's strategy is to keep us in darkness. God's word produced light in the beginning. And it still produces light today. Amen. How many know our God doesn't age like we do? Thank God for that. His word doesn't get old. His word doesn't go out of style. I mean, no man is into styles. You buy a style today and next week is out of style. You got to spend some more money to get in style. <laughs> God's word never goes out of style. Amen. And so his word always produces light. It will always do that. And that is why the devil always resists the preaching of the gospel. You can look throughout history. Every time the gospel, the word of God is brought forth, there's an opposition. So we should not be a surprise, amen. If we read the Bible, we know the word of God, there's going to be, amen, an opposition. In the book of Acts, the book of Acts is about the, I call the book of Acts the blueprint of the New Testament church. Because it lays out how the church is birthed and how the church functions, and one of the things the early church did was they were constantly bringing the word of God to their generation. Because how many know God has designed the church to bring light into the wilderness? That's what John was doing. I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. I think it's interesting. He said, I'm the voice of one. In other words, not everybody's into this. Not everybody's doing this. He said, but God has sent me to do this. Amen. That's the mission of the church, beloved. Acts chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. Now what had happened is, the New Testament church's birth, they're preaching on the street, the religious folks didn't like that, and they say, we've got to shut this down. So they arrest them and put them in jail. In other words, what they're saying is, we don't want you coming to our city and shining that light. We like our wilderness. <laughs> we like the darkness we're living in. We like being able to do what we want to do. But you come and shine the light and all of a sudden we're feeling guilty. Hello. We're feeling conviction. We're feeling like we shouldn't be doing what we're doing. So we got to turn that light out. They arrest him and throw him in prison. This is the devil's strategy. To eliminate the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The scripture tells us... Uh, 
that the will of God is for the church to bring light to the wilderness in which we're living. How many know if we just come to church and we close the doors and we hold our meetings, thank God we can come and hear from God. But if we don't shine the light in our wilderness, it's going to remain a wilderness. And we can look and say, oh, look, uh, uh, these young people are crazy. But how many know? I mean, I mean, we can talk, right? We're in church, right? We can be honest. When we were young, we were crazy. We had, we had darkness at work in us. And so that's the reality. But see, we can't just look and say they're crazy. We have to look and say, no, no, they're crazy, but light can fix the problem. Amen. If we turn the light on, it can fix the problem. Amen. Amen. You know, even though I resisted going to church, my father would always tell, he would always bring a gospel message to me. And finally the light went on. Amen. Thank God. But see, the world needs the voice of one crying in the wilderness. And I believe God is speaking to the church in these last days. It cannot be business as usual. We have to go beyond ourselves and we have to adopt the spirit of John the Baptist. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness of my generation. I'm crying in the wilderness of my city. I'm bringing the gospel light because the light always brings direction. The scripture tells us what the will of God is for today. He, he, he releases them from prison and he says, you go and you stand and you tell them all the words of this life. Now, they had got arrested for preaching the gospel. God springs them out of jail and he says, you go back and you preach the same message. I know I can imagine the situation. The prison doors open, they get free and they're running for the hills. Hey, we're free. We're out of here. And the Holy Ghost says, hey. Where you going? We're getting out of here. No, no, no. You go back and you do what you were doing before. What? You want us to go back? Yes. To the same place? Yes. With the same message? Yes. See, God's answer for a dark world is light. Amen. The question is, who will obey him? Amen. John says, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. I'm bringing a word of light to my generation because this is the will of God. This is the will of God for the church. If we're living in the last days, which I believe we are, I don't believe it can get much worse. Amen. I mean, everybody's confused. Remember what God told uh, Jonah? He says in Nineveh, people don't know their left hand from their right hand. Does that not describe our generation today? Amen. They don't know the left hand from the right hand. They don't know male from female. They don't know up from down. And Jonah says, I'm done with them people. God says, no, I want you to go and pro bring light, Jonah. So I mean, God loves those people. Amen. He, listen, he made them. He's connected to them. His darkness has got a hold of them. But the remedy is, God says, I'm going to raise up a people who will be the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Hallelujah. See, God's word brings light. It has always brought light. And this is the heritage of the church. 
Acts chapter 8 verse 4. Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. The devil had begun to persecute the church, the early church. And begin to throw people in jail, kill people. And there was a great scattering. And as they scattered, what they kept with them was the desire to do the will of God. So everywhere they went, they continued to preach the word of God. See, the devil doesn't understand something. When you smite the light of God, it just multiplies it. So they, went every, so they were in one location, and now they're in every location, and they've continued the great commission, which is to bring the light of the gospel into every society in which they went. And I believe that is our heritage this morning. That no matter where we're at, no matter where we go, no matter where we live, we're called to bring the light of the gospel with us. Yes. Amen. That's the New Testament church. Is that what Jesus told them in uh, 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 Mark 16, 15? Go you to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. What he's saying is you take light to every corner of this world. Because the remedy for darkness has always been light. Amen. Remember being down in that basement, we're playing the game, and they turned the light on me, they closed the door up, yelling, turn the light on, turn the light on, ain't nobody turn the light on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, about, I'm running into stuff. And the moment they turn the light on, I, I said, oh, thank God. That's really going to be the, 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 the response of our world. We think they don't want to hear the gospel. No, listen, they're, really, they're in the dark, but I mean, know sometimes we're full of pride. I don't need no light. I'm, I'm fine as we're tripping over stuff, stubbing our toe, man. We don't need no light. But the moment the light comes on, it's like, oh, thank God. Thank God, now I can see where I'm going. I can see what I'm doing. Hallelujah. Before I lived my life in darkness, I went from city to city, trying to start my life over, trying to just, you know, find out who I am. But it's all in darkness. And I never got a grip till the light went on. Matthew 4, 16. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And then they which sat in the region in the shadow of death, light has sprung up. This is talking about Jesus. When he came on the scene, he came into the midst of a dark wilderness of society. You know, right before Jesus' birth, it was termed the, uh, the Dark Ages. 400 plus years where there was no open movement of God. And man thought God uh, had abandoned him. But how many know God doesn't abandon us? Amen. He's always doing something. It's just in the dark, we can't see what he's doing. And so here on this faithful night... Shepherds in the field, they're going through their lives as normal. But how many know when God breaks in, things happen? And the Bible says God pulled back the heavens and made an announcement to man. God is casting light into your generation. And I believe you and I are that light for our generation. If we would begin to share the gospel everywhere we go. Amen. 
in the line of the store. Hallelujah. Get and get, wherever you go, just shine some light. And I'm telling you, the seed that we sow, God can quicken. God can cause darkness to be ended in their lives. The scripture says light has sprung up. And what that means is nobody was expecting anything to change. You ever go through a season in life where, you know, it's the same case around, around. Just another day, alarm goes off, we got our routine, don't mess with my routine. Right? It was just another day, but the Bible says light sprang up. It was unexpected. And I believe we're living in a time where God's going to do something unexpected. Right now the devil thinks he's winning, huh? He got everybody all messed up, tied up. They don't know which way they're going, amen. But I want to tell you something. God is able to spring up. Amen. But part of that is you and I. Thank God we can come to the house of God, hear the word of God, get fed, amen. But when he sprung them from prison, he says, you go and you tell them all the words of this life. That's our mandate this morning. Listen, don't let darkness frighten you. Amen. My wife and I were out street evangeling just the other day. We got our things set up. We're testifying, telling people about Jesus, how God wants to heal them. Amen. I believe God still wants to heal people. Amen. So we're proclaiming that, and all of a sudden this, this young guy comes. He's obviously he doesn't know his identity. And he's getting in our face saying, you're standing in the way of God. I said, what do you mean standing in the way of God? We're here as his ambassadors. Yes. We're here proclaiming the gospel. Amen. Amen. And so here he's trying to shut down the light. No, no, no. We're not stopping. We're proclaiming the gospel. That's why we're here. Amen. 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 That's why God brought us here. And we're going to do the will of God as long as we're here. Amen. And the will of God is, we're going to reach this generation. We're not giving them to the devil. Those are children of the Most High God. They're just in darkness. But you and I have the light. Let us not be intimidated. They've banned, I don't know if you understand this this morning. Officially, the Bible has been outlawed already. The moment they pass the first piece of hate speech, legislation, the Bible became a banned book. They just haven't pulled the trigger yet. And so the whole uh, idea is, is to get rid of the Word of God. Can you imagine the world without the Word of God? That's what they're working toward. So you and I got to work just as hard. Amen. Amen. Lord, turn the light up. Lord, give us more power in our light. Yes, Lord. Amen. Let us be a beacon of light. Yes. Let our light shine to this dark world. Yes. Let it begin to shine on people's lives and make them consider what they're doing. Yes. Amen. Listen, I don't know if I want you to come to our party. Every time you come to the party, everything gets serious. <laughs> you come in here with that Jesus stuff. We can't have no more fun. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Amen. Amen. 
I'm trying to tell you how to have some real fun. Fun that's going to last for eternity. See, the fun you got right now, that's going to end. It's going to be an ugly ending. But the light I'm bringing you, so you can see that what you're doing is not pleasing to God, and you can see the path that leads to righteousness, or the joy that you're going to have in eternity. See, this morning, church, we have a great responsibility, and that is to be a light in a dark world. And how many know it's not popular? Amen. Light's not popular when it's the dark. Mm. You know, when you, when, that's why when, when the policeman pulls you over, first thing you do is shine the light. Mm. You're like, hey, get that out of here. That's what the Holy Ghost does. Comes on the scene and starts shining the light. And people don't like it, but how many know God likes it? Amen. Oh, he loves the light. He's a God of light. Mm. And he wants to use us to be his light. And I'm declaring this morning that as long as we are here and living and breathing, we're going to shine the light of the gospel. And I want to tell you something. When you make that decision, God empowers you. He's John the Baptist. He's the only one. Everyone else is trying to shut him down. He, uh, he's crazy. Uh, he's wearing a camel uh, gr griddle. He's eating bugs. Amen. Uh, this guy's out of his mind. No, he's the light. And they didn't like that. And so they might not like the light that you signed. But can I tell you something? God likes it. Amen. He said, look, they look just like me. Yes. And my sons and my daughters, they look just like me. Amen. So you let your light shine in this dark world. Because God's going to have his way. I truly believe that this morning. Listen. He reached me. I was in total darkness. Raised in a Christian household. But in total. I, I, when I left. I, I fell deeper and deeper into darkness. And people today. When they know I'm preaching the gospel. My old friends is like. You? Not you. Yeah, me. Because the light sprang up. That's what God can do if we will shine the light. Amen. Let's bow our heads for just a moment. We're going to take a moment to pray before we leave this morning. Hallelujah. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. It's an awesome responsibility and sometimes can be challenging. But I believe God is speaking to his church this morning. I'm looking for a voice to cry in the wilderness. And I wonder if that voice would be yours this morning. But the first and most important thing is that we have a relationship with our creator. And that is that we've accepted Jesus Christ and as our personal Lord and Savior and that we're living for him. That's the most important issue in all of life. Are you right with God? While our heads are bowed this morning and our eyes are closed, reverence, you be here this morning. You say, you know what, God, right now my, my heart is away from you, Lord. I know you're real, but my heart's been disconnected from your will. But I want to reestablish that this morning. I want to make a fresh commitment to you. Ask Jesus back into my life. 
That's you this morning. Lift your hand and put it right back down. I see I need to make a new commitment to Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Others this morning, God is dealing with you about your life. He said, I gave you light, I deposited it in you, but you're covering it up. Jesus says, No man lights a candle and sits it under a bushel. See, the world intimidates us, but I want to tell you something. God is looking for men and women to shine light in this dark generation. Maybe this morning God is speaking to you about intensifying your testimony of Him. That you would be more bold to shine your light. You lift your hand this morning also and say, that's me. I need more boldness to share the gospel. I want to be a greater light. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Andre, you want to recommit your life to Jesus, brother? Come on, we'll pray for you right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Just pray with me. Say, Father. Okay, go ahead. Say Father. Say Father. Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I repent. I repent. All my sin. All my sin. And I believe. And I believe. That Jesus. That Jesus. Died for died me. Died for me. And that He rose again. And He rose again. And I'm receiving Him. And I'm receiving Him. Into my heart. Into my heart. As my Savior. As my Savior. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.